Yes. Hi. Oh my god. I didn't see you there. I didn't see you come in. As if you could actually see me. As if my physical form is visible to other people. Please. Don't be rude. Damn, I mean, yeah, you really could be a ghost this whole time and I wouldn't have known. That's the whole thing, you know? I was talking a lot of shit about you being encrypted, but the real thing is, it's me. Yeah, that's it's what any cryptid would probably go for, putting it on someone else. But in fact, the whole time. I mean, I think that's how being a good poker player is, right? It's like, I don't... I, th- I don't think that is how that works. I don't know anything about cards. All poker players are cryptids, confirmed. Yeah. Actually, I stand by that. That's it. Yeah. Well, it's been a great show, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome, science, for all the conclusions we've made on this podcast. Yeah. Pay me, you know? (laughs) Just science pay me? Yeah. The whole industry? Uh Uh-huh. I mean... Give me a couple bones. Come on. Bones and bucks. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, the bones was was figurative, but yes. (laughs) I wouldn't mind some bones. Don't worry about it. I don't know what I would use them for, but... Just be a nice... Just like to have them. That would be my version of a welcome mat. <laughs> Just scatter bones <laughs> yeah. on your front porch. Yeah. Here you go. Hello. You know what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> yeah. That actually sounds very on brand, especially for summer. Like, that's not even a spooky time. Just no. have Scorpio undertones and an, a dark individual. Absolutely. Just let all the neighborhood kids know that someone did die here in 1977 and you're still not over it. <laughs> Yes, instead of a poster, I'm just going to have literal bones. Yeah. Well, hi. Welcome to Into My Dark and Twisted Mind. Um, how are you doing? I am fine. Oh. I got some coffee. We got some shit to shoot. Yep. We're, we're having it. Having a good time. It's very good. Should be very good yeah. anyways. Yeah, there's so much... In today's episode that I just don't even... I'd rather just not, just you know? wall-to-wall content. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> There's what, so much. What? Well, what? Hey, they just... You know, they just do it everywhere. And that's not really a spoiler. That's just more of a Can I not bring up a- anything without you being like, mm, that's a sex thing. I could, I could do a couple of logical leaps to get there, but I will inform you. That I am there. Logical and illogical leaps are very much a part of my brand, so <laughs> I think we're all right. Logical and illogical leaps, the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> illogical leaps, a memoir. Um, yeah. Yes, that actually sounds perfect, and I love it a lot. So, yes, this is coming out as, oh, it is our first episode of June, so fucking happy Pride and shit for What's everybody. Up? And... The other thing that I wanted to tell you about at the start today is a little bit of a transportation to the past that I had this week. So in the process of trying to uncover some history about my grandfather, I found out that he kept all of the newspaper articles that I wrote in high school and in college as very cute. Yes. Um, But here's the thing. I had a chance during that time to look through some of the newspapers that we published in 2009 and 2011 in my high school. Um, And at that time in high school, I was your girl's A&E editor. So Uh the culture was very important to me. Sure. Yeah. Did I run a whole half page spread about New Moon during that time? (sighs) Maybe. Maybe oh, that happened. No. 
<laughs> what did what did no you stop it little no what did little you have to say about it no thankfully it, it and shockingly <laughs> enough it was not me i do remember once i had this i had like a recovered memory of being stuck <laughs> in my freaking high school until the depths of the night looking at fucking articles and shit but it was not written by me um, it was written by obviously someone that I knew at the time, and I'm just like, how did I let one that run in my high school newspaper, um, Listen. and two, I didn't write it. Like I didn't just commit to the bit enough at that point. But yeah, so great. I'm so glad that when I think of my high school journalism history, I went from <laughs> promoting fucking New Moon. One of the things that I forgot about until looking at all of those is I used to run the seasonal fashion spread. Literally kill me. (laughs) The Photoshop, (laughs) Cody, it was not. It was not Photoshop. (laughs) Listen, high school me trying to figure out journalism was a dark time. What did, no, what did little you have to say about fashion? Stop. (laughs) No, what, no. Let me know. What did you, (laughs) well, it depends, Cody, what year are you talking about and what season of looks am I supposed to be referring to? What do you think now that we're approaching summer? Oh god. Hot summer trends. Please tell me. Hot summer trends. From then, from now, from whatever sparks you joy. What sparks me joy um, is becoming the bones on my front porch right now. Um, (laughs) But, okay, so if we're doing this from high school, because I personally find that more amusing. Yeah, of um, course. Like, you could just follow Jared's Twitter if you want to know fashion now. Um, that's what I do. So, <laughs> Jared is so informative. I learned so much. So if we're talking about fashion then, one of the things that was very critical to a look TM was the fabric crossbody bags that all of my classmates used to buy at, like, the farmer's market. I remember I had one that was zebra on the outside and purple on the inside. So, oh, man. who the fuck let me talk about fashion? It's all I've got to say. <laughs> Especially because I wore jeans and a t-shirt the whole time. So, what? But hey, you know. Definitely glitter butt jeans, for sure. Wow. That was a thing. I think that there was definitely still some interest in the patterned graphic tee department in high school. Sure. So that's great. Um, Hi, welcome to Fashion Corner. It's been 10 years since I was in high school, so I have no idea who let me do that. Also, there were so many fonts. I just want to die. It's fine. I'm throwing these in the fire. I'm so embarrassed. But now this is the high quality journalism that I do. So welcome. Thank God. The glow up is real. I'm glad that I'm still talking about the same things that I was talking about then, but just now. It's great. Yeah. So we do have some current events this week. Yeah. talk about and thankfully they're twilight related this week and fashion related and fast yep yeah <laughs> speaking of fashion you know me just your fashion fucking experts here i can't believe you're not leaning into this bit more <laughs> i'm just so embarrassed i had to read i mean i still have a couple of my essays from high school that i've looked at before but i have not looked at the things that my amazing journalism mentor teacher let us actually publish <laughs> into actual history. And I, I just, why? You know, 
The only other thing that I wanted to mention is, and I promise, folks, this is actually related, um, but The Bachelors created a new show. It's called The Proposal, so great. But the reason why this came up in our Daily Digest is that one of the people mentions Christian Grey. Wow. So great. So this is from a Refinery29 article about The Proposal, and the author writes, the trailer for the show is equally unpromising. A conventionally attractive fellow insists he's here for the right reasons, while shirtless, wearing flip-flops and board shorts. <clears throat> Which, first of all, it's a look, for sure. Um, another says she's looking for, quote, Mr. Rogers and Christian Grey. Um. Yep. Um, <laughs> no. Excuse me. I'm feeling... So uncomfortable by the prospect of both of those men, but also the combination of both of those. You can't just take America's childhood like that and just bring it to a fuck place. That's not what you do. There are people that would want to fuck Mr. Rogers, right? I sure hope not. Hot take. Um, hot take is <laughs> that I don't want to fuck uh, <laughs> Mr. Rogers. I was going to get real nervous. But Mr. Rogers scared the shit out of me as a kid. Wow. I don't know if it was his quiet voice and his dolls. He was very quiet. Yeah. Um, they're technically called puppets, but like we know those are real inside. <laughs> so, hold on. So, what? <laughs> well, are you afraid of puppets? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How is everybody not afraid what? of puppets? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Were you scared of, like, Sesame Street or the Muppets? No, God. So what the fuck is the difference? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? There was just something very terrifying to me about Mr. Rogers as a child, and I know that that's an unpopular opinion, but it's just where I'm at in life right now. I just, but I feel like this deep-seated fear of puppets really has no basis <laughs> I just feel like they're humans that are small. Fro- on what ground? <laughs> what? <laughs> idea of it has always just scared me. I was just like, I think those are real people that got cursed into being puppets. I cannot believe this happening. <laughs> That's just my truth, okay? That's a bad truth. Well, I'm not saying it's good. Unquivocally. I think I... that it's very scary. Oh I think we should be afraid. Oh my I just don't understand the whole notion of like sock puppets. I just, it freaks me out a little. Even sock puppets? Well, a little bit less for sock puppets. But people decorate them. But it's still on the radar of fear. <laughs> Listen, I never claimed to be a normal person. So I, Every week I am <laughs> just learning something new and also just horribly ridiculous. Listen, aliens are real. Puppets are humans, and I'm just a little bit scared by the prospect of nobody is talking about any of this. I think the puppets are humans. This might be your worst take yet. It's my truth. I think that might be your worst, like, tinfoil hat. (laughs) It's not great, okay? I'm just very scared of this. (laughs) It's not even on the same universe as Grey. Is it on the same universe as Grey? Because that's what we need to talk about today. Oh. Wow, look at that transition. Thank you. Ooh, that's why you get the big bucks, baby. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's how that works. Hey, so this book, yeah. it just keeps getting worse. Yeah. 
So, yikes, first of all. And second of all, what if part of Christian Gray's Red Room, which Anna refers to as the Red Room of Pain, <clears throat> Christian refers to it yeah. as the Red Room of Pleasure, had puppets? Well, what if God was one of us, you know? I'm quitting this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I forget every fucking week. I don't understand. I have the memory of a goddamn goldfish. I don't get it. <laughs> I see a bunch of you swimming around in the tank. <laughs> oh. Getting real scared at every turn. I would be. Oh, God. The idea I- of people <laughs> tapping on glass to get my attention sounds like my actual nightmare. And like a little kid. Oh, God. I couldn't be a goldfish. Um, I don't want to be flushed down the toilet. Like, I don't I don't get it. Did you ever have any fish growing up? Yeah, I had fish growing up. What kind of fish? Well, I had a lot of those, like, fair kind of shitty ones that you would, like, win for, like, doing some shit and be, like, a dollar or whatever the fuck, and you'd become in a bag and you would kill it the next day. had a lot of those. Mm, so you darled um, a lot of fish. Good to know. I darled a lot of fish. And I also had... Uh, I forget what they're called, but it's like the the dory kind of fish, like the blue whatever. Oh. Yeah, and she was rad as fuck, and then, like, somehow a crab happened and, like, literally shed its skin open, and it was terrifying, and it scarred me for life. Now, hold on. Yeah. Yeah. You had a fish. Yeah. And then it became a crab? No, there was a crab. Oh. Somehow in the process, not me in my in my pure hands. Yeah, it was, <laughs> sounds it was like you. Crab. No, it was. <laughs> yeah, maybe I learned from the best, but um, because <laughs> it was like it was like in a little. We had like a little little tank or whatever, and like there was a couple of fish in there. And then I don't know how the fuck a crab was there, but a crab was there, and I think we were gone at some point for a little bit, and then we came back. And the crab had destroyed everything we loved. <laughs> yeah. Typical yeah. cancers, you know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, I listen, hey, I'm not denying that. <laughs> I'm not denying that. I really like the storytelling strategy of yours that's very summative, like had fish, suddenly yeah. crab. No more fish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> listen, the details are foggy. My memory is garbage. I don't know what to tell you. Had fish, became crab. No fish. No. <laughs> I'm just very uh, intrigued by it. I What if we did this whole episode, <laughs> this method of storytelling? Listen, I never claimed to be a poet. But here you are, this nonetheless. Is, you know? This is how I tell my, this is my truth, all right? <laughs> okay. I like this, I like this method of truth telling. Um, so, it's a very vulnerable uh, space we're creating right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not judging you, so. Here's the thing. Chapter nine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Girl, wake up. No, Girl, beat. <laughs> Girl, dance. Girl, fuck. And that's it. That's a, I mean, that's basically it. Yeah, I mean, you can just shut this shit off right now. You got it. <laughs> it's a, I mean, we're forgetting breakfast, but other than that. Oh my god, okay. Okay, so chapter important. nine, actually. Um, yeah. Fucking Anastasia Steele wakes up. As she does. Stares at her sex robot for a little bit too long. Yeah, an uncomfortable amount of time. A very uncomfortable amount of time. She ends up, like, getting up multiple times, but just deciding, like, I'm hungry, so I need to figure this out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But while she's changing, her, and I forgot about this since last week, inner goddess is critiquing oh. her this whole time. So great. She, her inner goddess is incredibly passive-aggressive. The most, yes. <laughs> 
I thought she was gonna be cool because she was like the more liberated, fun, sexy version of Anastasia Steele, but no, she is the worst. Yeah, she's. I didn't know that it could get worse, and then it continues. Here we are. Welcome to this podcast. Okay. You didn't think it could get worse, but lo and behold, but we like a week challenge. After week. <laughs> so she gets up. She forgets again that she needs to contact Kate. She's really not the best at texting back, you know. No, no. But I do need to spend just. Just a moment on Kate's text, Anna. I would love that. Because keep in mind, right, she's a she's a journalist. And she's a modern woman. But she texts like a 50-year-old dad. And yeah, I don't get it. That's, that's true. That's true. I'm confused by the whole thing. Especially when she goes on. She doesn't type out her R's or U's. And so it's just oh. a lot. But I like that. It's, it's a style choice. Yeah. Now, one thing to know for the rest of this chapter is that Anna's going to do a lot of references to Bluebeard. And I didn't know what this was, so I had to look it up. Um, did you know what Bluebeard was? <laughs> I knew what Bluebeard was. Fucking of course you did. You're... I, listen, listen. We're being honest here. <laughs> we are telling our truths here. Well, thank you for telling me your truth. Um, I didn't know what it was, but then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean... Would you like to explain to the class? Yeah, so it's a it's a French folktale that's been adapted into multiple movies. But the main idea of the tale anyways was a, <laughs> quote, wealthy, violent man in the habit of murdering his wives. So it's Christian, you know? Yeah. It's fine. It's not fine. But it's Anna in the most relatable format that she's been this whole time that I've been reading this book. Um, gets her iPod out. And just starts fucking dancing around the kitchen while making pancakes, you know? As you do. As you do. Post-dick appointment. <laughs> yep. That's what it does just, to you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you get dick down. You get that good morning glow. Yep. That post-sex glow. You just do a little dance. It's very good. Put your hair in pigtails. Do, oh my do god. So, that was so gross. It was a lot. And I hated it. Like, also, I mean, like, do whatever you want with your hair and your life. That's fine. Pigtails are really cute. But she just keeps reinforcing that she's, like, this young, doting, innocent woman. And it's not in ways that are like really gross. In ways that are like, wow, I'm just like so innocent. I'm a baby. And all these things. And I'm like, please stop. It's very please, bad. Please stop. Well, and because <clears throat> Christian would fucking eat that shit up, and I hate that. Oh, and he does. That's the problem. He does. He does. He eats her ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we find out later that Christian has a thing for hair, and it's. Not the touching right. kind, it's the consumable kind. Yeah. But one of the weirdest things for me about that whole situation is when I find two hair ties, I just leave one on my wrist. I don't yeah. need to use both at the time. No. You always might need one more. Your friend might need a hair tie. You always have to be prepared. Yeah, you always need It's to selfish to put your hair in pigtails. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> Anna, think of someone else, you know? Think of, <laughs> think of other people for once. Yeah, it's very good. But anyway, so she's dancing around. She finally looks up, I guess, from the the immaculate kitchen that she's in. And Christian's just on a fucking bar stool, just watching her. (laughs) And I think in this moment, it's supposed to be, like, cute and, like, morning time and all this stuff. The idea of him just, like, staring at her like, yes, Anna, dance for me. Um, that's what he sounded like last week, right? That's the sex robot sound I made. Yeah, um, that's the one. Yeah, like a odd Siri Alexa mix. Now that's a book I would read. Yeah, that romance. Yeah, bot romance, you know what I mean? Um, Give me that. I want it. 
But yes, so they end up eating, um, and Christian's getting so pissed that Anna's tick is her biting her lip. Um, I think at one point he, like, grabs her chin and is like, I'm gonna rip this lip off. Like, stop. <laughs> I swear to God, Anna. <laughs> Care about Bite your that lips. Lip one more time. <laughs> there is no more skin on them, Anna. <laughs> you are just going to tear them off. Anna, think of yourself. Here's some chapstick, please. <laughs> yes, so... They end up over breakfast just talking about sex, which, okay, fair. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, but the idea of him referring to this as her basic training is a little bit much for me personally. It's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah, because he's mainly concerned about how sore she is. She's like, well, you know, um, I got dicked down last night. I'm a little bit sore. And yeah, you know what? That happened. <laughs> and... So they're just casually talking about oral during breakfast, which is, you know, as you do, I guess. Sure, sure. Um, and they start talking about when she needs to leave all the shit. Um, but the main thing to get out of this breakfast conversation, at least that I got out of it, is that Christian has a very different relationship to food than Anna does, which makes their dynamic very odd. She's really just trying to make her eat all the time. And she's like, motherfucker, I'll eat when I want to eat. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think she talks about that, too. Like, is this yeah. how our dynamic is going to go? Right. Next chapter. And she's like, eh, I don't I don't think I like this. I don't really like this whole bossing around thing. Yeah. I kind of hate that, actually. I love, though, that Kate calls. And Kate wants to know everything about what's happened. <laughs> and I think Anna almost goes into it. And then she's like, oh, shit. That's right. I signed an NDA. Because that's... A thing that you can do. That's what people do. Yep. In life. Yep. Just give each other NDAs for sex and sexual relationships. I mean, I think that's the rich equivalent of Venmoing your friends for doing weird shit, right? Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, maybe it's a thing, but NDAs are a little bit more binding, you know? In a couple of different ways. It's a bit more like the law. (laughs) Yeah. So. Exactly. Legal ramifications. Yes. They end up going to. Wow. Oh my god. Um, They go to end up taking a bath. um, Because Anna cannot say anything to Kate. And she just wants to ask her friend. Her best friend. Some questions about sex. And can't do that. Right. It's so fucked. Because like. She doesn't know shit. Nope. And, like, sh- sure, would Kate maybe not be an ideal person to talk to because she's kind of, like, not the, the greatest role model or friend? Maybe. But, like, she would, like, them having conversations and, like, just talk, shooting the shit about just, like, normal sex stuff would be so valuable. Yeah. And there needs to be a buffer that's, like, not your sex partner that's, like, you know, obviously a lot more experienced than you are and a lot more, you know, dominant than you are and all this stuff like shooting the shit with your gal you know how the fuck is sex supposed to actually be like like what am i doing it right what's going on is this okay am i supposed to feel this way what's going on well and especially because she doesn't use the internet at all to answer any yeah of she doesn't questions. have a computer so she, she needs her people and she is yeah. able to do that which sucks. yeah and having your only way to talk about sex with your sex partner that has, like, a, a, a massive power structure and power dynamic over you, like, that's not how you do that. That's not how love works. No. That's not how sex works. So, no. hey, that's that whole scene frustrated me a lot. But they yeah. end up going to take this bath, right? And they do it without clothes. And that requires... <laughs> I'm just... Hey. 
Let me. Do y'all know how baths work? <laughs> Listen, today in our Vine reference, like I'm washing me and my clothes. You know, like some people oh. don't take their clothes off when they bathe. Um, but anyways, and like knowing her, she would take a bath with like. I don't know, a swimsuit on, maybe, with another person in. Yeah, sure, sure. But they don't. And that means that there's this long page of Christian being like, hey, don't be ashamed of what your body looks like. You're great. And it's like, shut the fuck up, Christian. Fucking whatever, Christian. Eat a dick. (laughs) Yeah. But let me eat that dick. Yep. Also. Thank you. That was great. This bath scene is a lot um it's 75 pages long. it is it's 75 pages long um el james has no idea apparently about the fact that you're not supposed to put like literal soap up in your genitals um, yeah no 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 <laughs> but that's a thing that they do so nope. yikes first of all i thought it was gonna be more like oh we're in like hot water and it's gonna be like sensual and i'm like gonna whatever but no they're like no i'm still gonna get fucking clean here don't you don't you forget about it. Yeah, they definitely had a purpose to it as well. Yeah. But yeah, so there's a lot of, like, washcloths. There's a lot of Christian, the sex robot, saying baby, uh, yeah. which is gross. And yeah. then him being like, actually, um, you don't get to orgasm in this moment. It's my turn. <sighs> so, great. This is why it's so fun. Yeah. Like, that's not what... That relationship is supposed to be like. Nope. It's not like, no, 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 no. You don't get the orgasm. I get the orgasm. It's like, no. You can be submissive and still, like, get pleasure from giving someone else pleasure. You know? Like, it's like. And she does. It doesn't have to be. The- yeah. I mean, yeah, she does. But it's like the weird, like, policing of it being yeah. like, no, no, no. You're not allowed to have an orgasm. There's a part that both of us had to read today where E.L. James writes. Quote, he's my very own Christian Grey flavored popsicle. I I hoped we weren't gonna bring this this up. I'm so, how uh <laughs> This is the most I thought we might have just skated by just I can never get this out of my head. Yeah, it's bad it's bad. It's it's bad. And we had to read it and it, it was bad. He listen, I, I commend Anna for having like literally the greatest time giving a blowjob. Yeah. Like, she's been, she's probably the most excited to give a blowjob than anyone's ever given a blowjob, I think. Apparently her inner goddess is doing the salsa. So, like, I... I, <laughs> yikes. She was on another plane of existence over there. Yeah. And she was jazzed, and it was great. Like, you know, that's great. Um, the language that was used specifically in that line, not my favorite. Nope. Not my cup of tea. You know, what? do whatever you want, I guess. It's so bad. Um, Especially um, when... He decides, like, oh, yeah, you get an A in oral skills, what? which is gross. And then there's a part, two where he starts saying, like, I don't usually go tit for tat on this, but I'm going to make an exception. And it's just like, yeah, shut the fuck up. I'm going to reward you for how good you made me feel. How great you swallowed my fucking cum, Anna. <laughs> Stop! Anna. Anna. <laughs> <laughs> also, okay listen i don't yeah, know what's up and anna said that you know she's a virgin so like it's fine um yeah that's it's fine but Everybody's do you fine. ever just swallow a whole dick in your first oral experience like jesus that, christ it, anna it was unreal there's so many things that she does that she's like 
come on, you've been around this rodeo before. Like you, <laughs> that's not like this, how that there's works. There's nothing about there's nothing about Christian that would be like, man, I really am so excited to just take this whole dick like in my mouth and like <laughs> not have a gag reflex ever. Like what? Yeah, I mean she chokes on her spit like all the time, and this is the exception. <laughs> this is where she's like, no, I think I'm good. I think I can handle this. <sighs> Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> it was so funny while they were in the bath that they were like, because he was like massaging her or whatever, like while they were getting clean. And like, <laughs> she turns around and he's hard and you could just see his dick poking out. Oh, yeah. Water. And it was, it was supposed to be sexy, but it just was so funny. And like, all I could hear was the Jaws theme when I read that. Part. Oh, my God. I'm just. <laughs> Being honest. No, I, listen, I, I get it. I get it. And he was making the Jaws sound, you know? Yeah. So, great. Christian decides to finally let Anna orgasm. Thank you, Christian. Oh. God. God. Um, and in the process of doing so, he, like, looks at her fucking braids and is like, you look so young. It's like, gross. Stop. There's just a lot of sex stuff hap- in this space. Oh, they do start, okay, so the tie thing, right? He does, like, tie up her hands, so that's great. We're easing into the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, that's very good. Anyways, he keeps, like, pleading with her to sign the fucking contract, and it's like, that's not, hey, stop that. But they can't really finish up their whole sex situation because Mm -hmm. his mom shows up. You know. As you do. So that's great. Um, That is where Chapter 10 starts. So the one thing that I wanted to talk about, so his mom... In the movie, at least the first one, if I remember right from looking at cast photos, is played by Marcia Gay Harden. And that's such a soft, nice woman to have as a mom figure in this horrible franchise. It's honestly disrespectful. That's a little sad. So chapter 10 starts with Christian being like, welcome to my closet. Thank you for watching me in this space. Please get dressed as fast as possible or I'm going to drag you out no matter what you're wearing to meet my mom. Why does he want to meet his mom so bad? Like, I just, like, I know we understand a little bit later, but like, it's just, it's just so weird. He's just like, well, you have to look presentable because she is here and you must meet her. She's like, no, I'm actually good here. I can just stay in your sex dungeon and you can like do whatever you need to do. He's like, no, 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 no. That's my mom out there. And you have to meet her. <laughs> For my mom? Yeah. That's my mom. <laughs> you gotta. Oh, God. Damn it, Christian, you weirdo. There's a lot of phone calls happening in these two chapters, because then Jose calls in the matter of, like, two minutes since she walked out to meet Grace. And first of all, Anna, that's you're being rude. <laughs> like, Yeah, <laughs> fucking call him back. <laughs> exactly. So that's great. There's, like, nothing really that happens here, because his mom ends up leaving. Um, and And within seconds yep it was more just like are you dead nope you're not dead great great and then taylor's like sir you have a business to run and so he tries to do that without really doing anything else. here's a question yes what does christian grace company do i do they kill people i don't know (laughs) do they feed people i don't know they've always been such vague phone calls or like discussions of business I have no idea what he does. I I feel like it's the equivalent of someone answering the phone and being like, hello, I would like to do a business. Are you doing a business? <laughs> Let's talk about words that we know. 
He's not actually yeah. saying This anything. is a number of money? Is that good? This is right. a place in another country that I would yeah. like to use. We'll have a shipment there. Yes. Maybe a pickup. And then the job will be done. Okay, goodbye. And that's it. <laughs> that's the whole thing. <laughs> thank, you. thank you for your business. <laughs> oh my god. It's like someone did a Mad Libs. Like a, an office place Mad Libs. Oh my god. Yes. I was like, this is how business works. I just don't get it. I'm so confused. I hate it. Also, he has a Blackberry, and I forget that every time. But it's just such a very good image for me. Yeah, it's pretty good. I love that a lot. Him and his Converse and a Blackberry. Yeah, it's such a... Who is he, you know? What is his brand? (laughs) So bad. Anyways, so he returns back to Anna and is like, I need you to read this contract. And... I would really appreciate it, Anna, if you looked up this stuff on the internet. One of my favorite things is he's like, he'll be amazed what you can find on the internet. It's like, really, Christian? Are you mansplaining the internet? (laughs) Yeah. He really is. It's like, I fucking got it, my dude. Thanks, though. I think I know more than just how to ask Jeeves for oral. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) Jeeves. Well, it's like... Excuse me, Jeeves. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jeeves. Up, up, up. How does one? How does one? <laughs> I'm going to make freaking lose it. <laughs> I'm already gone. Um, <laughs> God, you know you've been doing comedy with someone for too long. <laughs> we do the same bit. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, this is Jeeves, my sex butler. Um, if you have any questions about sex, just feel free to call him, and then he'll tell you how it's done. And that's it. Is that that's not? Is that not Taylor though? <laughs> like, is, yeah, Jeeves is the sex butler. <laughs> yeah, it's Taylor. It's Taylor. Taylor is Jeeves, the sex butler, and Christian yeah. is just the head sex robot, I guess. So they end up driving back to Vancouver because <laughs> Anna had earlier made a point of like, I need to go home tonight. Just because she doesn't want to have to buy clothes up there. Fair. And on the way there, they go and have lunch. And it's very weird. Because he ends up saying shit like, the sooner I have your submission, the better. And we can stop all this. And she's like, stop what, Christian? Hey, Christian? (laughs) You weirdo. But yeah, he's just very adamant that he doesn't like her defying him. So... There's like three pages about cars because I forgot this was Twilight. And then when they go, she doesn't want to eat as much as he does. And also, as soon as they walk in, he fucking orders. I mean, same. Yeah, he orders fucking Pinot Grigio. And she's like, first of all, Christian, it's like a 1 p.m. And I want a Diet Coke. <laughs> and he's just not about that. I just don't get it. Oh, okay. So this lunch conversation I forgot was actually like a little bit important because Christian ends up talking about a little bit more of his backstory and like it's fine, I guess. I think it's supposed to make him seem more like vulnerable and explain his actions. But a lot of the things that he's done so far have just been like, you're a dick kind of thing. Yeah. But... Christian apparently has gone through trauma um, when he was 15. And I guess it said, like, one of his mom's friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. So 
that's yikes for a lot of different reasons. Um, but he like still sees her. His family doesn't know and is asking like a lot of questions about all of this. Yeah. Understandable. And he still like uses the language of like dominant and submissive while describing his past, which is interesting. Yes. Because like I guess it might be a way for him to contextualize it and a way for him to like deal with it, but it's also like aligning that with what he's trying to do with Anna, which is kind of weird. Agreed. He's like, oh yeah, I was his, I was her submissive for six years, and like I know what it's like, and it's like, yeah, but like being a submissive is different from like experiencing sexual trauma over a long period of time yeah. with another person. So, and that's not really the picture you want to paint to the person you want to do that with. Yeah. Next, so maybe not. Maybe not use those terms. Maybe not <sighs> conflate the two. It's like there's a difference. There's a difference. Oh, absolutely. And I'm imagining just from E.L. James and like mm-hmm. what I know about her writing style, this is not the only time that this is going to be brought up. But no, of course not. Um, I think that it's it's supposed to help Anna learn a little bit more about him while also him insisting that she drink alcohol and order venison. And it's like, who? <sighs> okay. That's fine, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. So she does ask more questions too about like, is this what our dynamic is going to be like? You just ordering me around? And he's like, well, yeah, obviously. Duh. She's like, well, Kate, okay, I'm going to walk home, I guess. He starts talking more about his partners and Anna's asking more questions. We find out because apparently he had not communicated this to her before that he is monogamous in these relationships. And she's like, Oh, this is brand new information for me, which like, oops. She's like, Oh, dunk. <laughs> yeah. Cool. It's me. <laughs> I, I did it. I don't nice. want to kill anybody else. It's great. Sick. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> it's just so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they get back to her place, and Kate is all excited, um, and wants to talk about all of the things. I, one of my favorite things that I, when they do when she leaves, is she's like, oh, by the way, Christian, I'm wearing your underwear. <laughs> she's like, bye. It's such a power move. It is. It's so good. She's like, wink. Yep. I love it a lot. Um, it's very good. Kate wants to know all of the things. Anna cannot say yeah. all of the things. So it sets up this very interesting dynamic with two people that, from what we can tell, tell each other everything. Sure. Oh. Uh, so all of that is fine or whatever. Um, <sighs> Kate's doing a lot of the, like, you look different. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> like, whatever. Gross. It's like, you had an orgasm your first time. Wow. Whoa. At least that's a little bit more of like a normal conversation. Sure. That's sure. having. Yeah. Um, I love though that she insists that she's going to give Christian back the books he gave her, which mm-hmm. is very good. Her just trying to have as many power moves as possible. Yeah. Um, but then Jose calls and it's weird. I'm so. This plotline is so boring to me. It's the most boring. And unnecessary. 
And just, why? I don't get it. Why? I don't know. This is how I thought about how Jacob, but this is even more like, there's nothing here. Yeah. There's nothing here. There's, yeah, he is not moving forward the plot at all, whereas at least Jacob no. did. Um, yeah. But the thing that I can think of is obviously, like, E.L. James is not being subtle about trying to set up this competitive nature for Anna. Sure. Um, but it just makes me more curious about those trailers that we saw with all the murder. Like, when does oh. that come in? <laughs> does Jose do a murder? <laughs> I have so many questions. It's true. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know any of them, but I still just have questions. Yeah. The chapter ends up continuing with Anna trying to talk about, like, Jose and Christian. They just want so much from me. What do I do? As if they were true competitors in her head. Um, but it's gross. So she keeps thinking about how Christian's so complicated. And he's just making her feel so sad because of everything that he's been through. Um, and we don't really get a lot of it. So, I mean, I guess, like, the compassion's there. But, I don't know. The way that she's justifying all this in her head just reads really gross. And then, here's the thing. They go to bed. Whatever. It means nothing. Um, But then she opens up these envelopes um, on her way back. And that's it. That's, like, where the chapter ends. Presumably it's going to be the contract. Sure. uh, But we don't know. But it could be a fun note. Yes, it could be him just writing down his Netflix password and mailing it to her. Honestly, that's all I want out of this relationship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then they just watch Netflix two cities apart. <laughs> oh, I love that. Never speak to each other again. I think that would make for a far better, less yawn-inducing novel. Yeah, I think so. Agreed. Um, but yeah, so next week we have chapters 11 and 12. Um, so we're like going to be halfway through, which seems weird. Yeah, dude. Um, but before we move on to Taylor Brown Browntown, it's time to thank our lovely patrons. Oh, wow. So thank you so much to Shannon Clearwater, who is a clear glass of Pinot Grigio. Ooh. Uh, thank you to Jessica Stanley, who is the eggs that Anna whipped way too hard. <laughs> oh, God. She does not know how to make scrambled eggs. Um, and thank you to Katie Weber, who is the silk tie. Oh, wow. Katie. Wow, Katie. <laughs> thank you for being so vulnerable with us in the space. <laughs> um I think we all shed a bit of ourselves in this recording. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Okay, so Taylor Brown, Brown Tom. Taylor sent over a cute fanfiction, which is suspicious. Um, But this. Which is probably just after the, the horribleness that was last week. Well. We, she owes us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mr. Dr. Sheldon Cooper. Fucking. Hey, stop. Okay, stop. All right. So this is <laughs> called Forever Hold Your Peace. And it was written by the user Munchkin Mare. Great. Great. Um, and it's described as notorious player Christian Grey keeps one woman constant in his life, his best friend, Anastasia Steele. While she's away on a volunteer trip, 
Christian realizes that he's in love with her, but fate has other plans when Anna comes back engaged to Mr. Wright. Follow the two's journey from their first encounter all the way up to the altar. And it was published um, on June 3rd, 2016. So almost exactly two years ago. Wow. So that's great. Um, I was recommended to read chapter one. So we'll see how this goes. All right. I scream loudly, hoping to wake him up or even call attention over to my room. I yank the pillow from under his head and start hitting him with it repeatedly. The mystery man wakes up screaming as well and immediately realizes that he's naked and that some girl is hitting him. What the fuck? Stop! He grabs the pillow and throws it across the room so that it lands on Kate's bed. I scramble to my feet and grab the first thing I can get my hands on, which, embarrassingly, is a three-hole punch. I hold up my weapon of choice. Don't come any closer. I'm not afraid to use this. My fear apparently makes the mystery man laugh. This isn't funny. Who are you? Why are you in my room? Why were you cuddling me naked? Mystery man frowns in confusion, but smirks in amusement. First off, stop yelling. I have a raging headache. Second, lower your hole punch. It's not going to do anything. Third, I'm Christian Gray, and this is my room. No, it's not. It's my room. Room 581. Check the housing agreement if you don't believe me. The smug grin mystery man wore a few seconds ago disappears and is quickly replaced with mortification when he finally takes in his surroundings. Oh, shit. He wraps the blanket tightly around his entire body and turns beet red. I thought I got off on six, not five. I'm sorry. It's, um, fine. I laugh a little, releasing some tension, and also because I find it genuinely funny, this guy randomly showed up in my room. Um, here, let me get your clothes for you. I notice that his clothes form a path from my door leading up to my futon. I tell him that I'll be out in the hall and to come out when he's ready. After a few minutes of me awkwardly sitting beside the wall outside my room, Christian emerges, still looking very embarrassed. Again, I'm so sorry. I live in 681, right above you. Must have been so drunk not to realize that I got off on the wrong floor. I'll head up now. Sorry to bother you. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Everyone's had their fair share of drunk nights. I get up off the floor and head back into my room. Right as I'm about to shut my door, I look back at him. Hey, you never answered my question. He turns around again. Which one? Why were you naked? End scene. Wow. So, apparently this is supposed to be cute and charming. That there's just you know, a naked man cuddling you when you wake up in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. As you do, I guess. Listen, I'm not gonna kink someone's shame, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's how that works, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Totes. Yeah. Awesome. Totes, baby. <laughs> Get fit. <laughs> Get whipped. This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as Into the Twilight.show. You can send us an email at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at Into the Twilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Host 44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss. You can find at Eli Sauerkraus and Krausfilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, who you can find at kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ally on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse